My name is A.B. Ridgeway. I'm the host of Financial Advisor, Say the Darndest Things in My Mom's Favorite Christian Financial Advisor. And today, brothers and sisters, we're going to answer the question, what is your current income and how stable is it? When we're creating a retirement plan, we have to be very realistic with the numbers that we input because these numbers are actually correlated in many ways. Your income is going to determine how much you spend it's going to determine how much money you can be loaned for things like houses and cars. And it's going to determine how likely it is that you won't run out of money in retirement. It feels like taboo to discuss your income. But why is that, brothers and sisters? Because as a society, we have equated how much we make to the amount of value we bring to a society. We think the person who makes $1 million a year is more important than the person who makes $75,000 a year. Yet... If the trash man stops picking up the trash, we'll have a much bigger problem than if the CEO of a Fortune 500 company stops making the new camera for your new iPhone. So before we move forward, let me tell you this. Unless you're an entrepreneur, your income has no bearing on the value that you actually give to the world. So you have to understand when you work a nine to five, you are paid for your time. So whether you complete 10 reports or 100 reports, you will be paid the same. Now, as far as your employment, if the value in which you produce within that time is not worth it to the employer, they'll let you go. If the value that you produce within that time is greater than the money that they're paying you, they'll keep you. Now, if you're an entrepreneur, it's a little bit different. You are paid for the value you deliver. Your income will look different if you complete 10 reports versus if you complete 100 reports. And guess what? If you don't complete a report, you don't get paid. So it doesn't matter how much time you spend on that report. It's about the value that you actually produce. So once again, whether you're an entrepreneur or a traditional worker, here are some things you need to consider when looking at your income and the value you are giving to the world. You need to ask yourself these important questions. One, am I approaching the peak of my income earnings? Two, am I at the peak of my income earnings? Or three, are my income earnings declining? as time goes forward. In other words, do I anticipate making more money in the future? Is this the most I'll ever make? Or, or are my high earning years behind me? So let me give you these three stages. One, you're approaching your peak. That means you are in a growth stage. You have some experience. You may be working towards some certification. You have changed jobs a couple of times and you still feel underpaid for the person that you are or you feel the person you're going to be. Two, you're at your peak. You're in this maintenance phase. You have a good income. You're finally getting the hang of your finances. Your children are finishing college and the financial pressure of actually raising a family are starting to decrease a little bit. You don't anticipate changing careers and you have the seniority at your company. Three, your income is decreasing. At this stage, it means you're kind of looking to exit the workforce. You're looking about how you're going to transition into something else. You're taking more vacations, you're declining promotions, and you're delegating a lot of the work to the junior executives. You're probably doing more teaching than you're doing learning. You're preparing for your first grandchild and you want more available time for them more than you had when your kids were growing up. So here are some questions you need to ask yourself when determining the stability of your income before making assumptions about your future income. So the first is, how was my annual performance review? What does my employer think of my work? Are you ranked at the bottom 
Are you kind of in the middle, an average, or are you a top performer at the top 20%? Second, is unemployment rising or falling? Where there is smoke, there is fire. It is being predicted that in March of 2024, there will be some major layoffs. Even today, UPS announced it was laying off 12,000 employees even after striking a labor union deal. And Nike is looking to unload about 2% of its worldwide workforce. So knowing your industry and how the economy affects it is crucial. Three, how many forms of income does your household actually have? And I say household because if you have a husband and a wife together in a household, that's two incomes. If one loses their job, there's still someone there to help ease the pressure. If you're the sole earner, that may cause some problems if you're laid off. So now that we know some of the questions we need to be asking ourselves, here are some tips on how to prepare your retirement plan for unpredictability. One, you're going to invest in your education and leverage trainings at your job. When the boss asks who wants to take the micromanager to employees industrial interpretation of labor markets and human resource training, many people won't raise their hand. Make sure you take it. Being overeducated in your job is not a negative. Also, when companies put out training, that is a signal that there is an unmet need. And just like it's a higher cost to acquire new clients and customers, it's actually a higher cost to acquire new employees. So if they can develop the talent inside of their company, it will save them money and they don't have to go on a job search. And when you train for it, you actually make yourself more valuable in the selection process. We'll talk more a little bit about that education aspect a little bit later. Two, if unemployment is falling, this doesn't mean your job is secure. Use this time to save more money for when unemployment is not. It will make saving less stressful. If unemployment is rising, you also need to save, but also start looking for jobs. After all those trainings you took when times were good, this should improve your chances of being hired at other companies. At best, using your talents to leverage for income increases as they cut costs. Now remember, when there are layoffs, it is not about quantity, it's about quality. They're trying to have the least amount of people with the highest quality of work. We need you to be that top 20% performer. So review your past performance review, talk to your managers, see what you can improve and try to achieve that top 20% performer. If you're already there, maintain it. Number three, increase your forms of income. Start constructing your investment accounts to compound your savings. You could do things like establish a brokerage account, which will give you a nest egg you can use while transitioning to your next position if necessary. How well you prepare in good times will determine how hard your tough times will actually be. So as we wrap up, brothers and sisters, it's not how much you make per year that is important. It's how much you can keep because there are some investors who are making $400,000 and still living paycheck to paycheck and one layoff away from losing everything. Don't let this be you. I'm here in Lafayette, Louisiana, and the oil industry is huge, and the money is great as well. But what people don't prepare for is when the oil industry declines, there's major layoffs. People have a lot of extended loans. They have a lot of debt they haven't paid off, and it makes living harder once those times hit. So when you're thinking about your finance, I want you to remember these three things. I want you to invest in your education, update your resume and keep yourself marketable and prepare to increase the number of income resources as necessary. When you speak to us, we create a financial plan and it's important to let us know what stage you're actually in. 
if you're in the growth stage, the maintenance stage, or the preservation stage. It says in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4 through 5, A slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in the summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps in harvest is a son who brings shame. See, we are called to work, and when things are sunny and fun, we should be harvesting. In these good times when you have a good job, you have a good income, you're paying your bills, it's time to harvest. It's not a time to sleep. We don't relax because winter will soon come. And if we're not prepared, God lets us know that we will be put to shame in one way or another. So make sure that you subscribe because today we talked about income and how stable it is. But on the next episode, we're going to answer the question, what are your regular expenses and how do you actually track them? When you understand your expenses and compare that to your income, you will know how much you can save. But we'll talk about that in the next episode. Now, if you're ready to create your financial plan and tired of procrastinating, I want you to schedule a consultation at www.abrwealthmanagement.com. The link will be in the description. As a certified private wealth advisor professional, I've helped Christians, investors just like you steward God's wealth and create financial plans that will make God proud. Well, that is it for me. My name is A.B. Ridgway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgway, owner of A.B. Ridgway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Elijah One Ridgway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on its website and through other distribution channels. Elijah Ridgway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of A.B. Ridgway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become A.B. Ridgway Wealth Management client pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of A.B. Ridgway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnest Thing podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.